Hello and welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast. Welcome to the Engagement Coach Podcast with your host Amrit Sander. This week I'd like to talk to you about coaching conversations. Um, it, they often happen in organisations. We've been called in a lot to help on a one-to-one basis as a coach, but also to help develop the conversational skills, coaching conversational skills of leaders and managers. But I want to explore this a bit further because I think there's some confusion of what these conversations really are. Firstly, what's the definition of a conversation? It's the oral exchange of sentiments, observations, opinions or ideas. Now, when you think about coaching conversations, there's nothing in a coaching conversation that says anything about how telling somebody how to do their job better. And, and I, you know, many of you will know this. It's creating space and time for someone to, to think. But one of the biggest challenges I come across again and again is the best of intentions. Many leaders and managers struggle with the hesitation not to jump in and provide solutions. And it's a human, you know, it, we're fighting our dopamine kick. You know, we, we get a, a thrill from solving problems. We love challenges. So as soon as we come across something, I remember exa- an example of this with, with my wife. She came home from work one day and I was in operations and in operations we get things done. And I said, how was work? And she started to tell me some of the problems she was having at work. And I went straight into solution mode. You know what you want to do there, don't you? <laughs> you only do that once. She just wanted to be heard. She didn't need a solution. Often when people come to us, we seem to think they're coming to us because they want us to solve a problem or if they're not coming to us, we're going to, we're going to them, helping them solve a problem. So the coaching conversations, you know, this, this exchange of sentiments, observations, opinion and ideas, um, our experience can be our biggest enemy. It can be the biggest thing that holds us back from allowing the individual to come up with their own solutions. There's a challenge here, a problem here that they're trying to overcome. They don't need someone to give them a solution. They might think they do. Now, provided we have faith in their abilities, confidence in their skills, then we need to be thinking about, and and providing it's not a burning platform as such, that, that they need a solution there and then. Most conversations should be coaching conversations. So how do we overcome this challenge of ours, you know, from from a manager or leader's perspective where our experience can be the biggest enemy because we can be quick to share what we think what life has taught us our own experiences and what if there is another way we're negating any possibility of doing anything differently and all we're going to get is compliance and you know no matter what we say or do whatever's in our heads will never be translated in the same way by somebody else so it'll never get to the to the best place we want to get to anyway. So how do we have these coaching conversations? And and also, I want to explore, how do we find the balance between coaching and uh, guiding? So there's this whole push these days of coaching conversations. We need to have coaching conversations. But actually, there are some conversations that don't need to be coaching and they mustn't be. So if you think about somebody joining the team new, now, you know, whenever we take on somebody new, the chances are we, we've, you know, excited. We, we think they've got lots of uh, experience they bring to the table or all, all their knowledge. And we might then go off into coaching conversations. But actually what we're not taking into account is the inner voice, their inner voice. How do we know they haven't got this voice that's saying, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I know enough. And at that point, coaching conversations may not help them. They might, but we just need to find the balance between at the moment 
early on in their career, do they need guidance? Do they need structure? And they will slowly migrate into coaching conversations once they've got the confidence in their own skills and abilities. The other thing I think um, we, we need to bear in mind is when we come across situations like that, you know, we can coach individual individuals all we want to. But if they don't believe, then all of that is of no value. And I've come across situations where I've, I've had coaching conversations or were certainly coached individuals. And often the biggest stumbling block wasn't the issue itself. It was the belief, the inner belief. Now, I know more than anyone else, you know, that the how inner beliefs can hold you back. Um, my childhood was was a you know littered with this inner belief of or a lack of belief actually uh, you know I didn't believe I was any good I didn't believe I could do anything until I became good and, and realized that actually I could do an awful lot but every so often it can still catch you out so um, the coaching conversation is going to be of so much value initially if someone doesn't believe now that that requires a whole load of other work but um, we can just providing structure clarity that can help energize somebody, can provide them with clarity. Um, there's something else that uh, I think we, we need to focus in on, which is role clarification. I still think there's an awful lot of ambiguity around roles across organizations. And, you know, role clarification being the things that I'm accountable for, the things that I'm responsible for. And then being clear, how is that going to be measured? What will success look like? Um, if you think about still the one-to-ones that go on or the or the annual reviews that go on, there's still so much ambiguity. Look, and I it's I take it that not everything can be measured. But then with that comes the ambiguity of, well, how do you know I'm doing a good job? And so as much clarity as we can get will help an individual. Firstly, let's put the foundations in place for coaching. Have we got complete clarity? What's my role all about? What's the accountability, remit, uh, and the responsibility? Once we've got that in place, then... How do we have coaching conversations that knowing the remit within I, within the way I work, how can I go about solving some of the challenges I have? So um, it's just worth thinking about what are the things holding you back? Are you trying to introduce a coaching culture? Are there foundations in place? Do people have clarity on their roles, clarity on their goals, clarity on, on how they're going to be measured? And are there other issues that might be getting in the way, such as the inner voice, confidence in my own abilities? Have, am I, am I, you know, the the victim of years of being told I wasn't good enough, and now I've got somebody who's got faith in me, who wants to me to grow and develop, but actually I might be holding myself back. So there might be something else that needs to be done there. So th- think, just to have a think about coaching conversations. How do you have them across your organisation? What could you do differently? And we all know about active listening, but genuinely, how well are we listening? You know, how easy could we repeat someone's words back at them because we've been so attentive in what they're saying? And in the listening, what words are they using? Therein lie, lie the clues of how they're thinking about the problem. What words are they holding them back? What's indicating the picture they're painting in their mind about the the, the issue that they've got in them, in the, you know, that they're facing? And then open questions. Open questions with no bias, just an absolute faith in... Let me ask you something and just let's see where this goes with the time and the patience to allow them to explore some of these questions. And then finally, um, constructive feedback or at least feedback on observations. Here's what I'm seeing. Here's what I'm hearing. And so sometimes people get an awful lot of value back from 
hearing or, or having those those thoughts and views mirrored back at them. There can be an awful lot of value in that. So just being able to share that back with them to say, here's what I'm hearing, here's what I'm, uh, I'm picking up from you. Um, is that right? And um, I've had uh, one thing I will say is the coaching conversations I've had, it's been the biggest thing that's driven out of the coaching conversations I've had has been confidence. Confidence in someone thinking, I'm going to go away and do something. And I've been amazed often. And I do, um, maybe I'm slightly cynical in the sense that there's so many challenges facing leaders and managers. I wonder how much of these conversations are going to be impactful. I am amazed at how every time I get back together with anybody I'm coaching, the lengths they've gone to, the work they've done, how they've gone and applied their thinking. It's just been mind-blowing. So if anybody else out there thinking this is a fad, this is just another flavour of the month, I promise you it's not. And for those of you who know my story, uh, forgive me, I'm going to just share this one last story because when I was doing my coaching qualification, the last day of uh, coaching, I was working with this guy called Chris who had flown in from Zurich. He was doing the course with me. We'd, we'd been working for together for, for, for a number of days. And we went through the grow model. We were told by an instructor, let's, you know, practice the grow model one last time. And, you know, there's a lot of people who think the grow model is just not very sophisticated. Honestly, if it works, who cares? And so we went through the grow model and we'd exhausted all the examples we could talk about. And Chris said to me, what do you want to talk about? It was my turn. And I said, let's talk about my son. Um, he said, OK, tell me about your son. What's going on? And I shared with him how my son, my wife and I had somehow blinked. We'd missed the weaning window for my son. And he was not unlike any other child. We had to blend food. He couldn't swallow. He had the gag reflex kick in for the simplest of foods. So everything had to be blended and liquidized. And we felt like we were abnormal parents. Something had gone wrong. There was something wrong with our son. There was something wrong with us. Something we'd done wrong. And we had this coaching I had this coaching conversation with Chris as an example as an exercise in our course and this was on Friday afternoon it was half an hour maybe an hour long maybe and on the Saturday my wife and I were sat around the kitchen table watching our son eat for the first time with tears in our eyes because I'd unlocked thinking I'd unlocked a challenge in my mind where I'd been telling myself we tried everything and we hadn't tried everything. And all I was taking through was the GROW model to help my son. It was life-changing for us. So these coaching conversations, um, they can be hugely powerful. Uh, we've got to have faith in the individual. We've got to ensure there's active listening, open questions, allowing people to just share their inner thoughts and, and their experiences and let them explore how they might be able to overcome the challenges for themselves. I came across a couple of, uh, there's a, some couple of nice quotes I came across. One is, be brave enough to start conversations that matter. Now, how often are we brave enough to start conversations that matter? We stick to the default. If someone comes to us with a problem, tell you what, here's what you need to do. We get a kick out of it. But can we be brave enough to just stop, pause and think, can I create a conversation that matters now? And the other quote I came across was, the coach is not a problem solver, a teacher, advisor, an instructor, or even an expert. He or she is a sounding board, facilitator, 
who raises awareness and responsibility. That was by John Whitmore. So let's make ourselves facilitators. Let's make ourselves sounding boards. Let's make ourselves conduits to allow people to think, time out, to allow them to explore some of the challenges they're facing that will really unlock their great potential. And imagine what our workplaces could become. We don't need leaders and managers knowing the answers. They know our version of the truth, but not the version of the truth. How many other versions are there? So coaching conversations, um, I'm sure there's lots of uh, resources out there. Um, if you want to get in touch, please do. Uh, we've got the fantastic library, Expert Insights. But um, coaching conversations, how do we apply them to our business, especially now with the intensity at which we're working? You know, recruitment is tough out there, trying to find talented people. There are so many more people I'm hearing who are doing far more because we just can't get people in. And so under that pressure, how can we help unlock their thinking? That's all from me this week. Please join me again next week for more thoughts on employee engagement, leadership development, culture development, and everything else in between. Amrit Sander from The Engagement Coach. I shall see you soon. Take care. The Engagement Coach Podcast.